Hey everyone, and welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. GCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. Before we get into this episode, I first want to apologize about it being late. This conversation was recorded about a month ago, and I thought I could get it out in time, but then I moved, and then I got sick, and before you know it, way more time passed than I anticipated. So I am truly sorry for how long this has taken me to get out. Now, onto the good stuff. In this episode, I talked to Diego Adrada from Gametopia about their latest title, Alan Poe's Nightmare. A side-scrolling game where you play as Edgar Allan Poe as he runs away from the Red Death through worlds inspired by his works. For more information about the game, you can check out the links in the show notes to this episode, which you can find on darkstation.com. You can also find the original Darkcast there, as well as video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Darkcast, everybody. Uh, or not the Darkcast, Darkcast Interviews. Uh, my brain apparently isn't working yet, even though it's 11.30 in the morning and I've had like four cups of coffee. But, you know, <laughs> we'll just we'll go with it. Um, I'm Jonathan Miley. Joining me today is uh, Diego Adrada. Yeah, Diego Adrada. Fantastic. And we're here to talk about Alan Poe's Nightmare. Uh, but before we get into the game itself, let's talk... A little bit about who you are. Diego, first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? Hey, Jonathan. Uh, thank you, and Joel, for the invitation and for being interested in our video game and our beginning studio. Uh, it's Absolutely. a pleasure to me being here in this Darkest interview. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on. That's good. Um, I am from Popayan, Colombia, a small and beautiful city. Uh, I'm passionate about programming and Clean Code. I'm the CTO and partner at Clintopia. Uh, our game studio is based in Spain and Colombia, uh, where we love to imagine and create video games. Uh, I have several years of experience in video games and apps made with Unity. Uh, I've been working in different platforms, PC, PlayStation 4, mobile. Mm, yeah, that's, that's about cool. me. Awesome. Um, so any experience in other uh, engines besides Unity, or is that the, the main thing that you guys work in? When I started to make video games, I remember that I started with an engine called Marmalade SDK. I don't know if they are still in business, but that was C++, pure C++. Mm. I also have some experience in Fire Engine. It's uh, an engine for PlayStation. But my strong knowledge is in Unity. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Now you said you've had some experience on the uh, the PlayStation Four. Um, have you worked at any other studios, or is that just 
uh, developing games on your own? How how has that been? Mm, when I was living in Madrid, uh, as a final project in my master's degree in game design and development, we present a project for a contest called PlayStation Awards. So we did a really good job, and at the end, we became part of a program of PlayStation Spain called PlayStation Talents. So there we were for like one and a half years developing a video game for PlayStation 4. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that was a really good experience. Um, for me, it was awesome to have uh, one of our first video games in PlayStation 4 and with working with Sony and it was a really good experience for us. Sure, yeah. Um, in the uh, in the U.S., there's a, a college um, called DigiPen that does a, a contest like every year, uh-huh. and uh, I haven't looked into it in years, but I know that's where uh, the people that made Portal uh, came from, and that they had made a game called Narbacular Drop. Uh, what I mean, I guess this was like ten, fifteen years ago now, um, <laughs> but uh, I remember like hearing about that and being able to go on there and like check out their game, you know, it's kind of like a before they were stars sort of thing. And that was, that was really cool. Um, does, uh, does your alma mater, uh, publish the, the games that you guys make in any way? Can people get their hands on any of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, our video game. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. That was published. It's called it Motor Strike in Mortal Legends. Uh, it's available for, PS4 in PlayStation Store and in Spain. It's okay, cool. It's, at, it's like it was officially released. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was That's... a good experience for. Yeah. But that was in another company. That was in a company sure. called Five Games. Now we're with Game Sophia. Okay. Very cool. Uh, that is that is really cool. So you got your yeah, was... uh, master's in in game design. You said. Yeah, I am an electronic and telecommunications engineer uh, here in Colombia. Then I moved to Madrid uh, to study a master's degree in game design and development at the Technical University of Madrid. Very cool. Mm, there, uh, I met my actual, my current partner in Gametopia, that is Daniel Gonzalez. He was my teacher in the master's degree. So I met him there, and now we are with Gametopia. And we are really happy making games. That's awesome. That's uh, you, you hear about you know people, uh, you meet you know fellow classmates and stuff like that, and then they may go on to to start a studio. But uh, teacher and student uh, kind of ganging up and and making a studio, you don't hear about that very often. That is that is really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and these are really good partnerships. I'm really happy. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we're we're not here just to to talk about you, unfortunately. Don't worry. So, uh, you guys recently released Alan Poe's Nightmare. Uh, kind of give me the the quick, um, you know, just explanation of of what the game is for anybody that's never heard of it. Okay, uh, Alan Poe's Nightmare is a video game for iOS and Android that is based on Edgar Allan Poe's work. Uh, in this game, the writer must escape a terrifying nightmare um, in which his words have come to life. Uh, so in his play, the player must recover the words stolen from 
his history, some poems, as he crossed the skies and the depths of a world that was devastated by an internet war. All this in driving his feather. Uh, in Kentopia, we think that this is a game that presents a really good way to start a journey through his terrifying stories, and, and I think it's an excellent way to approach the work of Edgar Allan Poe. Very cool. So, my first question is a very simple one about the game. Why is it Allan Poe's Nightmare, not Edgar Allan Poe's Nightmare? <laughs> mm, I think that is because Edgar Allan Poe's Nightmare is, was a very long name. Hmm. Actually, the beginning, the the idea was with a bigger, a name larger. Mm -hmm. Was called it. Uh, I don't remember what was the first. So this idea was Edgar Allan Poe's eight-bit horrible nightmare. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but that was in 2012. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if. You want to know about the story of how absolutely yes. So in 2012, uh, Daniel Gonzalez, my partner, mm, he was ah. It's because beside the video game studio, we have an online training center where we teach to create video games, in game design to programming. We teach our in Unity all in Spanish. Okay, mm -hmm. so in 2012, Danny. Uh, my partner was um, running exercise of the game design course and as a final project, a guy called my Garay since this work called Edgar Allan Poe's 8-bit horrible nightmare. Um, and as a big fan of Poe's work, uh, Danny was fascinated from for the first moment. So Danny spoke with iTorts to see what they could do. At the beginning, the game idea was big, so Danny had to turn that idea into something simpler than mobile-friendly. So that was the the beginning of Alan Poe's neighbor. Okay. Yeah, but that was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the simplification of the name kind of goes along with a, a simplification of, of the game as well. You said that it was kind of bigger and... Crazier at that time? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, so uh, Edgar Allan Poe is escaping some kind of uh, crazy nightmare. So our, so we're taking control of, of Edgar Allan Poe, Poe in this game, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. And uh, you mentioned that words are stolen from his works. Is, has the nightmare taken those and you're having to, to reclaim those? Is that, am I understanding that right? Yeah. It, it's, the gameplay is simple. A uh, touch in the screen will impulse both and who moves automatically in horizontal and, and he has to avoid hitting the wheels or traps. But starting each level, the game will show you a phrase with a missed word that has to be completed, uh, collected the letters spread it around the, the, the level. Um, for example, if boats lose speed, we'll be devoured by the Red Dead that is chasing him. Um, as his enemy, the Red Dead will transform into 
dangerous final bosses with different powers like invoking portal blaze or launching energy ray. But basically the gameplay is that you have to recover all the words stolen of the post of the post work. Okay. So um so the, the main villain is the Red Death from the, the Mask of the Red Death? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Very cool. Is that the uh, the main story that you guys kind of pulled inspiration from, or are there other uh, Edgar Allan Poe stories thrown in there? Or how does how does his work kind of get featured in the game? Okay, mm, I think he this work uh, allows to, in my case, that I wasn't a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe, allows me to discover the work. But, for example, Daniel Gonzalez and my other partner, Esteban Salazar, they are really big fans of those work. So mm-hmm. I think the, the levels are based, among others, on the point on Annabelle Lee or the story of the, Mas- of the Red Dead, the Milestone. And also the player will unlock Chevalier Auguste Dupin Note, the famous detective created by Poe. Um, in this way, the player is going to discover who was pushed uh, into this alternate reality of Nightmare and what is the truth of the story of the game. I think this game has a lot of uh, small details of the work of Edgar Allan Poe that for people that is a big fan of Poe's work is it, going to result very entertaining. Very cool. Has it um, has it inspired you to read any uh, Edgar Allan Poe that you hadn't read before, or anything like that? Yeah, personal. Uh, I have never read anything of Edgar Allan Poe's before this video game, but when, but since I am the developing this video game since two years ago, uh, I'm really interested in in reading. In Edgar Allan Poe's world now, but I've never started yet. <laughs> but yeah, this game is really good. Nice. To... I um yeah I I had to read Edgar Allan Poe in college and high school and stuff like that, and I've always wanted to go back and read more. And I think I've even got like an an audiobook version of all of his stuff, and I still uh-huh. haven't gone back and and read it. It's one of those things that you know you want to, it just kind of other things you know always get in the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. so so what is the uh kind of the core loop you said you've got uh like single touch um gameplay uh so what like what are you actually doing when you're you're playing the game mm, you have to recover these letters and every level is different because we have procedural level generation. I think okay. th- this was one of the the things that had, as a programmer I feel more proud about because we had this procedural level generation but we did a really big work in performance optimization. So Alan Post Nightmare runs good even in all devices. And yeah, when you start the game you uh, you go through the levels and you are recording letters and you you can unlock the Chevalier Agustin Dupin reports and then you are you 
go you start to know more about what is going on in this game. Also, we have, have this story created by Danny that is told through the comics that we made with high-quality illustration. Those comics are really, really pretty. And before we start a new chapter, you have to read a comic that I think that gives the player the idea that is going to face in every level. Hmm. Uh, for these comics, we use an amazing minimalist style. Just use white, black, and red. Just three colors. Very cool. So, um, so obviously, you know, Edgar Allan Poe's kind of on the run from this this nightmare. But can you go into any more um, of the, sto- the story without you know too many spoilers or anything? Obviously, but can you? <laughs> Kind of give a little bit more information of what's what's going on in this world. Yeah, uh, when you are facing every level, you you are going to discover more and more of the work of the Galan Post because every level is based in in a different world of him. So I think that besides the main game mechanic that is simple. In this game, it's all about this, going through discovering new things uh, about the story, about the the work of the Garland Post. Okay, so each level is inspired by a different work? Yeah, yeah, but okay. I, I don't know if you want to know. I think I've not, I've not want to do spoilers, so... Sure, yeah, yeah, no problem. No, don't need to do spoilers. Uh, I was just, just kind of wondering... Uh, so how many how many levels are there? We have um, five chapters, and every chapter has uh, five levels. So in total, okay. are twenty five levels. And at the end of uh, one chapter, you have to escape from a boss that is actually the Red Dead transformed into a horrible boss. All the bosses are also or based in, in different worlds of Edgar Allan Poe's. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, random question. Uh, have you seen the show Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon? Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Uh, no. I, okay. I watched, I think I watched the, the, the trailer, but I've never watched the, the the show. It's really it's really weird, but it's uh, just tying into Edgar Allan Poe. the The main character uh, stays at this hotel, and it, the show is filled with like robots and AI and augmented people, kind of like a, a Blade Runner style of of thing. Uh, but the oh. the like custodian of the hotel is this guy who's is he's a computer, but uh, he uh-huh. takes the form of Edgar Allan Poe, and that's who he he's always running around as. Uh, and so, like, the hotel is fully, is, like, Edgar Allan Poe-themed and stuff, and I, I don't that know why I just really randomly good. thought of that. But... <laughs> um, did you like that show? It's pretty good. It's, uh, um, I, it's, it's very, uh, t- it's very trite, it's very, like, it plays it very safe in terms of, um, kind of what it does with its dystopian sci-fi world. Uh, like if you've seen a movie like Blade Runner, then you, then you've basically seen Altered Carbon. 
Um, okay. I, I'm hoping that they do more. I'm hoping it was successful enough that they do more, but I'm hoping that they try to do crazier stuff with with the next one. Uh, we'll we'll see. I guess. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch Alter Cadmon. It's it's, it's definitely good. enjoyable. Yeah, it's definitely enjoyable. okay. <laughs> it's now now is my list. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll just we'll just put that under the things inspired by, by Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe, and it'll you know. Yeah, that's it good. Works. <laughs> uh, so you said that the uh, the game is currently out on Android and iPad. Any hopes or dreams to to bring it to any other consoles? Uh, no, Joe. We just released. We launched the game in October of the last year, uh, taking okay. advantage of the anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. And we just released an update on January 19, celebrating his 210 anniversary. But right now we don't have plans to to port this game to to PC or, or consoles. Okay. Actually, right now we are working in a new video game for cool. PC. But but Very cool. no. Very cool. That's exciting. Um, yeah, because we. Mm, before Poi, we used to make video games for... We were focused on educational video games and basically work for hire. So since we started making our own video games with Alan Post and Armier, I think it was really exciting for us to be creating our own video games. But Sure, absolutely. We, we, we love to create those other video games and we... We, our philosophy is to create games that contribute with something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, before Alan's Paul Nightmare, we were focused on a, an educational video game called The Journey of Elisa. That was a video game that helps you understand better the traits and the needs of people with autism, particularly with Asperger syndrome. So that was okay. a really good project. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. So, uh, you said that you like your your games to have something more. Uh, what what is the something more in Alan Poe's Nightmare uh, that you feel like it offers? I think mm, I think the art of a video game has to tell a story. Mm, I've been falling in love with many video games at the first sight thanks to their art. For example, in mobile, I love Monument Valley, uh, Florence. Mm, those games have been a really strong inspiration for me, even when I'm in the technical side of the of the development process. But I think for me and for Daniel, uh, the art is a vehicle for the narrative. So, for example, he thinks that the art must speak, it must transport us to the world that we are creating and above all, make it credible. So... The challenge is the challenge of entering in th- this universe of Peter Lampo was big, but I think that totally worth it. We are very proud of the final art of the game, and I think that that's a, a big point of our game. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, so Alan Poe was the first game that you guys to make that that was yours. It was your idea. It was your um, inspiration behind it, and everything like that. It wasn't a, a commissioned. Uh, yeah work is that right yeah that's right 
Okay. And I know it, it sounds like it's probably very early in development and you can't talk about your, your new game, but is that is that another uh, original Gametopia game? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And we are very so excited cool. because it's a bigger game. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's for PC and we are, yeah, we are really excited working in this new project. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, so one of the ways that we like to kind of end the show, uh, which it, it takes about a third of the show, so it, it's not really an end. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just the last section. Uh, but it's a thing that we call the end game, and it's uh, yeah, just a, a way to get to know you better. And it starts off with a difficult question, and then it gets worse. Uh, so if feel free to think about the questions. We can edit them out uh, in post it, you know, okay. if it takes you a long time. That's good. <laughs> uh, so the first game is – or the first game. The first uh, question is very simple, and that is who is your favorite uh, video game character? It can be hero, sidekick, villain, whatever the case may be, but who's your favorite character? Uh, I think I'm going with Tim. Have you ever played Braid? Yes, yeah. Mm, we Tim is the main character. You don't know. Braid is my favorite video game of all time. I think mm, it's really was really an inspiration for me being a game developer. But I think the way that the game presents his character, you don't know so much about this main character, but you know all the story that he has been through. So I think. He's my favorite character. You you don't know so much about the details and his personal life, but during the game you are going to know him better. So he's quiet. He I think he's one of my he's my favorite chapter, my favorite okay. character. Nice. That's I don't think anybody's ever answered with that before. That's that's really awesome. I forgot that his name was even Tim. He's just yeah. like the braid guy in in my brain. So I know. That's that's why I think this is one of my favorite things that is. I'm not quite person, so I think I feel in some way identify with his character. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very cool. Okay, so so moving things along to something completely different. Uh, if you could okay. replay a video game um, over again for the first time, so you get to experience that, just that joy that you get with a an older video game that you know re-experience it again. You don't have to worry about um, you know not standing up to the test of time or anything like that. Uh, it's it's you just replaying a fantastic video game over again, but it can't be Braid because obviously you love that. So we yeah. we have to. <laughs> That'd be too easy. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it. I would like to become a child again. And the first time that I played Super Mario on NES was a really good feeling for me because at that time in Colombia was so difficult to get a NES. So you mm -hmm. have to rent the NES by hours. So by that, hours. Oh yeah. wow, that's yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, so That's... Then, that, yeah, at the beginning, that was here in Colombia. But I think that the, that emotion that I felt in that time, the I was so excited to have the, the nest for two or three hours. 
so I could play Super Mario. That I think that feeling uh, today that I have all the the consoles and I can play any video game at any time is not going to. I'm not going to feel like that time again. Sure. So I think that is that was so exciting for me. And when I I was I think five six years old. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, that is that is really cool. And at that time, I had never thought about being a video game developer. So mm-hmm. I think I, I, I think when you're a kid, you don't really think about people making games like that. They just yeah. magically appear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you just think that it's magical people doing this magical stuff, and yeah, that's why I'm right now. I'm very happy to to create video games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, flipping that one on its head, if you could forget that you played a game, whether whether it was a bad experience or it's something that you just put too much time into or it's a game you just wish c- you could wipe from the existence of the face of the earth, um, if you could forget a game, what would it be? Well, that's tough because I think every game made it. Now I'm of the side of the development, so I think that that if one person create a video game, he is going to be so sad if, <laughs> if anyone can want to delete his game of of the earth. So I think it's not fair to answer that question. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so you're not deleting. You you're, not de- effort. <laughs> you're not so, deleting the game. You're just you're just forgetting to, the game. Yeah. <laughs> The game's still there. You're you're just forgetting that you played it because, for whatever reason. Um, I think three years ago I played Bastion, but hmm. I wasn't in a really good time. So when when I was playing that video game, I was kind of frustrated by other things. So I would like to have. A new experience with that video game. So, I, w- if I could choose a video game to delete of my head, I would. I would like to start with Bastion again from zero. Interesting. I like. I like that spin on it. I. Uh, I, I could appreciate that. Bastion is a fantastic game. So, yeah. I, I hope you can so really uh, get back to it and, and re-experience it from a better place. Uh, yeah. That's, I like that. I like that twist. Um, I may have to rewrite that question just because of that. It's... <laughs> um, okay, so so what is a a trend in video games that uh, you really like and you wish you could see more of? It may be something that already is prolific, or it may just be something that you saw in one game and you don't know why it's not in more games. I think the, there is a... These days are... Becoming very important, the narrative side of the video games. Uh, that's something that I really like, and I think that um, that is getting more important every day. I recently played a video game called the Red, the Red Strings Club. It's a video game made in Spain, mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really good game from the narrative side part. So. I think there is a, a trend in that aspect in video games that video games could tell you a story not only with gameplay, 
also with a really good history. So I think I think that. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Now, uh, again, flipping that one on its head, uh, is there are there any tropes in video games that you wish you could see less of or could go away? Mm-hmm. I think these days, I'm thinking from the indie side. So I think there are a lot of video games that are huge, are big, like FIFA or something that I I like to play FIFA with my friends. But mm-hmm. I think that those games have to do a really good effort to make a new game every year. So at the end, I don't like that there are 300 people working in that video game and they are not making new, nothing new, but the work that people have to make to, to release that video game every year is so big. I don't know if you heard about crash time mm-hmm. in, during these days in video games. So I think that is my personal opinion, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessary to release a, re- a game every year. I'm thinking sure. I, and I think I'm, uh, this is an utopia, but I would like that, mm, that the video games wasn't like that. But I don't know. It just yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I totally agree with. That. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a lot of people that you have to dedicate uh, to essentially recreating the same game with a few tweaks and differences every yeah. single year. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a really cool thought to think what if what if those obviously very talented people yeah. got to make something new instead of the same thing. Yeah, that. Um, is... A, yeah, no, totally. I I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, Joel's going to be sad because he loves his, his sports video games and he wants to play them every yeah. year. <laughs> but... I, I really like to play sports video games. We used to spend all the dudes with us friends playing FIFA, but I don't like the way that those video games are made every year. I can play the... I'm not really a big fan of football, but uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I can play FIFA 17 or FIFA 19, and I'm not going to realize a big difference. And sorry, yeah. Joel, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I buy one uh, new sports game uh, for like every generation of consoles. <laughs> yeah. I'll get like one baseball game and one football game. And then I, I don't need another one for like ten years because, for my purposes, they're going to be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, but you know there is something good in the in the recently FIFA's that is mm-hmm. that they start some career mode with this guy called Alex Hunter, and they are developing the his history every year. So I think they involve something more to the to that video game that in some ways. It's something that I was talking to you before about the narrative side of the game. So they mm-hmm. create this history for the character, and every new FIFA is going to tell you something new about him. So I think that's a good 
that's a good improvement on on FIFA, for example. Sure, that is that is great. Um, but it, yeah. it, that's one of those things where it's like, how hard would it be to just release the next chapter of a character's story as a DLC? Uh, yeah, know, update the roster, maybe have a have an expansion pack like you would any other game, and then the next year, you know, release your, yeah. your full release. Exactly. Um, but yeah. that's just that's me being crazy. So that's okay. That's <laughs> um, all right. So next question. You're you're getting to live the dream. You're you're making video games, uh, which is awesome. But if you could try any other profession, no holds barred. You could be anything. You could be uh, an astronaut. You could be a, whatever else springs to mind. But if there's if there's any other profession you would like to give a try, what would it be? Uh, I think I'm going with journalist. Okay. I think uh, I really like to to know more about things and get involved to the down of the martyrs. So I really, I think I'm a sports journalist, actually. Okay. Is there anything in, uh, specifically that you would like to, um, you know, go out there and cover, like video game journalists, entertainment journalists, uh, overseas, like wartime journalists like what mm, i think sports journalists uh, in football i would like okay. to go to work up um yeah go to every football match that soccer in the united states yeah uh, yeah i, I figured <laughs> i think that was a really good profession also when i was younger i I was thinking and became a lawyer too, but I don't know. I okay. think at the end, the engineering was was the best choice, and I'm happy with sure. that. Awesome. That's, uh, that's really cool. I, I like that answer. All right, so, so we made it to our final answer, and this one is by far the worst. Um, <laughs> and it's also the most awkward, so... Okay. I've been asking it for years, and I still haven't figured out the best way to ask it. Uh, but okay, so imagine it's the end of your life. Uh, you get to the gates of heaven, but you find out that heaven is actually the Mushroom Kingdom from Mario. Uh, so instead wow. of St. Peter, you've got Toad standing at the gates waiting to let you in. <laughs> what do you want him to say to you? Oh. <laughs> Probably in that moment, I, I don't know. Welcome, Diego. Welcome to, oh, welcome to your place, the place of your dreams. Okay. You, you have three lives. You have three lives. You have three more <laughs> lives. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I like it. Want that answer? You have okay. three more lives. <laughs> Uh, okay, so follow-up question. Are those three more lives to use back on Earth, or do you get three lives in the Mushroom Kingdom? In the Mushroom Kingdom. I definitely okay. want to explore that <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, Diego, thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking about Alan Poe's Nightmare. 
if you could send us out by letting people know uh, where they can go to find out or actually get their hands on the game. It, you can find the Alan's Pro Nightmare in Play Store and App Store and Amazon App Store. It's available for, for one ninety nine cents. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for, for sitting down with me and chatting about the game, and good luck as you guys kind of go off into this new project. It sounds very exciting, and hopefully I get to talk to you at some point in the future about that. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, 